Welcome back, everybody, to the Physical Podcast. We are up to episode three, which is super exciting. So the point of this podcast is really just to highlight members of the Physical community that are doing super awesome things. So today on the podcast, we have beautiful Kat, and we're going to be chatting about her journey in bodybuilding. So welcome, Kat. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> Amazing. So let's just dive straight into it. Why did you start on this journey in the first place? Why bodybuilding? Well, look, um, I've always been into fitness, like since I was 14. It was just kind of like, you know, I'd go to the gym, but not actually be educated on the food side of things. So when I met my partner like four years ago, like he's a bodybuilder. So he taught me everything I needed to know about fitness. And at the start, it wasn't really like, oh, I want to go compete. I want to look like this. It was just more so just to get a little bit, a little bit fitter. Mm. And then through the whole process, I started to enjoy it. And I've been through so many, I guess, bulks and cuts. And I've just really enjoyed the process. And at the end of the, I guess, through the process, my body's changed. So as my body has changed, I've learned to love bodybuilding the way I do. Mm, okay, perfect. And you've mentioned as well about bulks and cuts. Is that important as a part of the bodybuilding journey? I think I know some people just, you know, you'll start your fitness journey and then, you know, you've been hitting the gym for a little while, but then you just decide, okay, amazing, I'm going to shred and I'm going to get up on stage. So can you chat to us a little bit about maybe why a bulk might be important if you think it is? Yeah, definitely. I think, look, I think a bulk is important if you are looking to look a certain way or if you are looking to compete. Like, for example, a lot of girls these days, they want to grow their booty. Mm -hmm. So that does require being in a surplus and actually getting into a bulk and really working those muscles. And then when you finish that bulk, which will probably be really uncomfortable, you'll start going to a cut to showcase all of the hard work that you've gone through. So it is important depending on your goals. If you're just wanting to get fit and toned, I probably wouldn't recommend it for someone who's just trying to get into the gym and like just do the standard stuff. But if you want it to be competitive and like look a certain type of way, I probably would recommend it. Mm. Is there any reason why, as you said, you wouldn't recommend it for some people as well? So have you, obviously, we're still pre your first, uh, you know, stage show itself, but I'm assuming you've, uh, you know, been trying to manipulate your body comp composition through, you know, some cuts here and there. Are there certain things that yeah, you really wouldn't recommend depending on people's goals, I guess. I think if you have, if you don't have a good relationship with food or if uh, like your body as well, I probably, probably wouldn't recommend it because it does get really, um, I don't know, like for example, my, with my experience, I've been through three different surpluses and in all three surpluses, I just, I didn't do it properly. I would intuitively eat and then overeat and then just put up, put on way too much fat. Okay. And that just really messed with me mentally. So for me, um, like this year is going to be the first year that I actually do it properly and not like put on way too much muscle. And at the end of every single bulk, like last year, for example, I used to tell my partner, who is also my coach, and just say, look, this is the last time I'm doing a bulk. I'm not doing that again. Um, but then when I cut down earlier this year, I was like, oh, my God, I love the way I look. Like I'm so keen to do another bulk. So it's just really – it's a bit of a journey, but – yeah, if you if you don't have a healthy relationship with food or the way your body looks in the first place, I'd probably get to a healthy stage first. And so even if someone does, I guess, get to a healthy stage and relationship with food, um, would you 
will you still struggle I guess in a in a bulk (laughs) specifically with the way that you look like does that ever really go away do you think I don't think it ever goes away it's just it's more of a mental game in my opinion like I know for me like I'm you know three or four kilos heavier than I what I was earlier this year but for me it's just learning to love your body through every single stage of the process and every single stage of the process has a purpose and right now my purpose is to build my muscles so you just have to remember the reasons why you're doing it. Mm. And I guess you mentioned the mental game and remembering those reasons. Is there anything specifically that you do? Do you have any kind of like rituals? Do you look at yourself in the mirror? Like how do you, how do you I guess, get your headspace like correct? Not that there is a correct one, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think for me it's about like going to the gym every day. Like I have to learn to pick things that I do love about my body, the reasons why I do this. Like for example, like I look at the the – I guess, um, the way my mind thinks about it. So for example, I love the the character it's built in me. I love the mindset that I have coming from, like just going through all of these bulks and surpluses because like it is not easy. And when, I am, when I'm at my heaviest, yeah, like mentally I'm struggling. Mm. But I just remember the end goal and the reasons why I'm doing it. And it's like, it's a means to an end. Like it's a temporary um, moment, yeah. I'd say. Definitely. And I guess that would be your advice to anybody who's about to go through a surplus, potentially just, you know, get that headspace right. Is there anything else that, you know, you might recommend to anybody? I would say get your headspace right, have a good relationship with food first. And I would definitely recommend a coach like going through these surpluses and cuts um, alone can be really challenging, but having someone there who actually knows what they're talking about, someone who's experienced in that area, someone who can help guide you and help you reach your goals is really important as well. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good tip. And so you mentioned as well that your coach is your partner. Yes. How is that in terms of balancing relationship dynamics? Yeah. I Look, I... I love it. I love it because having my partner as my coach has really helped me achieve my goals in, a, I guess, a shorter amount of time. Like, you know, he's there with me 24-7 so he can see how my body changes every single day. He sees what I actually eat. He sees how my body fluctuates. So he, can get, he can really give me, I guess, pointers to achieve my goals in those sort of areas. And having someone there who can help me, I guess, get through the tough times, especially during those bulks. Mm-hmm. So because he's a bodybuilding, because he's so passionate about that as well. And he is coaching other people as well. Like, I don't know. I just think it works. Like there's nothing in my life that I'm like, okay, like that's just too much. It just, because we have the same things in common, Mm. it just works for us. Have you ever been in a shred together? Yes and no. Like we kind of, we try to keep our, um, our goals in line. So whenever I'm in a shred, he'll try to stay in a shred too. Because if I'm eating, if I'm not eating, then he doesn't want to eat in front of me. So it's like when we're bulking together, we'll do it together. So it's just more fun that way. Definitely. Because that's something that I notice as well uh, within the bodybuilding world is, you know, typically body like <laughs> singles make a couple, I would say, in, yeah. terms of, in terms of relationships and that. Um, but I definitely have observed sometimes it can be really difficult dynamics if someone's in a shred, mm-hmm. someone's in a bulk. But I was asking that question just because, do you, if you were both in a shred together, do you have quite a short fuse, I guess, with each other? You know, how does that kind of impact on the relationship? Have you noticed much or are you pretty solid? I think, yeah, like I think when we're both like a little bit more stressed and like eating less, like we have to be, we have to learn to be kinder to each other. So it's just about, you know, knowing where each other stands and um, taking action that way. So we'll always be very transparent. If I'm like hangry or hungry, 
I'll tell him so we can like sort that situation out first before we escalate it. Mm. Would you have any advice for someone who is a partner of someone who is competing or has is in a prep or in a bulk or whatever um, that may not necessarily have that experience themselves? Like, is there any way that you would say can, they can kind of support their partner? Yes, I would say like if you're not in that um, industry and your partner is going through a prep. I would just say like support your partner emotionally like during those times it is it is pretty fatiguing and it is stressful when you're not eating enough food or you're you're you know you're doing 15,000 steps per day and you're going to the gym five times per week so it's just about being really supportive in your partner's goals just the way that they would support you um and just being really accommodating because obviously you get you're so fatigued like you have no mental strength so supporting each other in like, you know, just, just giving it, helping with the food part, helping with the cleaning, helping with emotional support. So that's what I would probably say. Yeah, I love that. All right, so let's talk about your journey. Where are you at right now? When are you planning to compete? What federation? Give us the details. Yeah, so at the moment, look, I've been training for about three and a half years seriously now. Um, I've gone through three surpluses. I'm about to head into my fourth surplus. Um, I'm looking to compete sometime in 2024 um, in the IFBB. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know exactly where I might stand in terms of my physique. Okay. Um, I'm thinking either bikini or wellness. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I'm not. I'm not just going to pigeonhole myself into one box. I'm just going to continue training the way I do, and then wherever I land is wherever I land. So, yeah. See how you go. Yeah. <laughs> and what appealed about IFBB to you? What? Why was that your federation, do you think? Yeah. Um, I've had a look at all of them. And I think IFBB aligns with me because it's really simple. It's just more so about the bodybuilding, whereas you see other federations where it's like, you know, the nightgowns and the dresses and all of that type of stuff. And I've, I've done pageants before, so I just want something a little bit more simple to showcase the hard work that's been put in. Yeah, definitely. And also I think it's maybe important to mention the different federations looking for different body, like what physiques, I guess you would say as yeah. well. So I would say you're super aligned with IFBB bikini, but there's a huge difference between that and say ICN bikini as well, right? Yes, I definitely yeah. think so. I think with the IFBB it's – um you know, you have a little bit more muscle mass than some of your other federations. So I did kind of have a look and see where my body does align. And I, I do think it is IFBB. So, yeah, hoping to see how I go in that one. Absolutely. I'm sure you're going to crush it. Thank you. <laughs> so what have you had any discussions yet about what your uh, prep will look like or are you just going to see how you are off the back of this surplus and then go from there and make a plan? Yeah, I think we're going to see. We're going to go off the back of where I land before the prep actually starts mm. and I can't imagine it being any too different to my um, other cuts just a little bit more extreme like I I've been through it three times I know that I can trust myself to get the job done I know that I can put myself through those really difficult times so I can only imagine my actual prep will be the same as it was before just a little bit more extreme because I'm going to get a little bit leaner um, there's no room for you know mess ups and things like that absolutely so what does the training look like as a part of your prep yeah, so I'd say the training probably will stay the same. Um, like at the moment, because I am heading into a surplus, it is I'm trying to grow my glutes and I'm also trying to grow my delts. But when I do go into prep, obviously you're cutting, so you're not really putting on any muscles. So um, I would say that my training would be to maintain everything that I have already built at that point. Um, but I'd definitely say I'd probably train between four and five days per week. Mm. What's your split? At the moment, so I've got three lower days and two upper days. So 
at the start of every single workout, um, I will prioritize my accessories, which is my delts and my triceps, which I'm really trying to grow. Mm. And then I go into my compounds um, for glutes. Every every lower day at the moment, there is some glute work in there, um, which is quite fatiguing, but <laughs> hoping to see some growth. Awesome. So I know the comp is still a fair way away. Do you have any goals for yourself at all that you think you might want to accomplish or is really just getting up there on comp day going to be the achievement in itself? I think like in terms of bodybuilding, I think like getting up there and and just showcasing your hard work. Like for me, yeah, it would be really nice to get a pro card, but at the same time, like my first time on stage, I just want to know that I can get up there and can do my, my routine and can showcase the hard work. And then depending on how I go with that, I'll decide what to do next. But I don't know. I'm just... I'm really excited and I'm also excited because I think that I'm going to love the process so much. I'll definitely want to continue doing it. Absolutely. I think we're definitely going to need a part two for this one as well, just to, I mean, either in the lead up or after your comp as well, just to see how all these things played out, see if anything's changed as well. Um, let's finish with one question that I'm starting to ask all of the guests, which is that physical is all about breaking the mold, going against the grain. What is something that you, I guess, would like to break down as a part of the fitness industry or the bodybuilding industry? Um, Something that you're a little bit sick of. Yeah, definitely. I think, look, before I got into bodybuilding, I thought people would just eat their chicken and broccoli. Like, you don't have to eat that. You can eat yummy food. It's just about putting it in your macros and making it fit for yourself. Everyone has different, I guess, body types. So, you know, the standard, you know, $1,200 per day, I mean, sorry, 1,200 calories per day for a female is just, it's just not true. So I think it's just about educating yourself on food and then uh, working your food out that way. For example, like for me, like at the moment eating about 1,800 calories per day, a lot of that is carbs um, and protein because I need that to grow. So what I do want to break is that Bodybuilding is not all about eating your boring ass chicken and broccoli. You can eat yummy food. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, perfect. Well, where can anybody find you on socials if they're interested in following your journey or just following you in general? Yeah, so I am on Instagram under Catherine Nicole Fit. Beautiful. All right, so you can find Kat there. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning into another episode of Physical. If you would like to check out Physical Activewear, you can jump online to letsgetphysical.com and check it out there. You can also follow us on socials, but it would also really mean a lot to us if you would be able to leave a review for the podcast. Let us know as well, you know, what you're liking, what you're not liking, so that we can continue to bring you content that is appealing to you. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you. And I have a gift. <laughs> I forgot about the gift. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Cameraman. Take Thank you so me. much. Nice. Thank you. I love that. Just a little tank. <laughs> I love that. Can I open it? Yeah, of course. This is cute. Cute packaging. Oh, so cute. Thank you so much. Of course. It's one of the break the mold ones. I love that. <laughs> Part of the campaign. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>